Zoe took Rachel to a party and introduced her to Nick, an eccentric billionaire who was financing one of Zoe's movie projects. They had a brief conversation, and then Rachel lost him in the crowd. In a while, Rachel noticed three guys facing away from her. Each of them looked exactly like Nick. Can you tell who the real Nick is? This guy has a tattoo on his hand, while Nick didn't have it. And this guy's suit is fake. They wrote the brand name with a mistake. Nick offered for Rachel to sing karaoke. The girls sang a song, and Nick liked it so much that he offered her a suitcase full of gold. But he wouldn't reward just anyone. Only smart people deserved his money. To get the gold, Rachel had to crack a riddle. Nick showed her four rare coins. He said there was something wrong with three of them. Can you figure out which coin is real? People who lived at that time didn't call their era BCE. This coin is from the future. Take a look at the date. There weren't cars in 1365. So here's the only real coin. Rachel used an app to call a taxi to take her precious suitcase home. She saw three identical cars in the parking lot. Each of the three drivers claimed that Rachel had ordered their car. Which driver should Rachel choose? The third one. Take a look at the first taxi. There's a creepy guy hiding in the back seat. And the second car is missing a wheel. Zoe was having a party at her villa. She noticed that her son, Harry, was eating in his room with some lady. But Zoe didn't know who she was. The woman got very curious. So after they left, she sneaked into her son's room to find some hints. There were three girls at her party, Lily, Jennifer, and Diana. Zoe immediately guessed who was with her son. What about you? Harry is dating Jennifer. Look at the dishes on the table. There's a lipstick stain on the fork. Jennifer is the only girl wearing red lipstick. In the morning, Rachel went for a run in the park. On her way there, she met this woman. And a minute later, she saw another woman, absolutely the same. Rachel thought it was extremely bizarre. But in reality, there were five differences between these two ladies. Can you see them? Here they are. Rachel continued her run and saw these two guys on a boat in the river. And a couple of minutes later, she noticed these fishermen. Can you spot any differences? There are five differences between these two pictures. Have you found them all? Rachel stopped because she needed to tie her shoelaces. Suddenly, she saw these two women with backpacks. Uh -oh. Can you spot five differences between them? Right, here they are. Rachel arrived at her apartment building and found her neighbor, Peter, unconscious at the bottom of the stairs. 
The scene in front of her eyes was so awful that Rachel fainted and the concierge carried her home. In the evening, after her nap, Rachel left her apartment. And guess what? In the lobby, she came across Peter again. But this time, he was energetic and happy. He was also drinking some juice. How did he survive? Look, he's a vampire! In the morning, Zoe called Rachel and asked her to come to the agency immediately. When Rachel saw the office, she was shocked. It was a mess. Someone had stained the walls with paint, and broken furniture and torn documents were everywhere. Zoe questioned three suspects. Dan, an assistant, said that he'd been partying all night. Many people could confirm that. Jessica, a lawyer, said, What do you think I am? I love my job. Otherwise, I would have already quit. And Sarah, a copywriter, said that she'd been the last one to leave the office. And she had locked the door, that's for sure. Who's lying? Jessica, all the mugs are broken, except for hers, world's best lawyer. The woman wanted to get rid of some documents, so she faked a robbery. Mark's friends invited him to a picnic. He arrived at the place, walked around the house, and saw a group of eight people. None of them was his friend. It was the wrong house. Before leaving, Mark noticed that three people in that group were androids. Can you spot them? That guy is pouring a drink from a gasoline container. Smoke is coming out of this elderly lady's head because of a short circuit. And this girl is charging her phone through a cable connected to her neck. After a shipwreck, Jack found himself on a desert island. He built a raft and equipped it with small sails that he took from the ruined ship. Jack couldn't sail far from the shore because there was no wind. A few days later, he noticed a ship. It was approaching the island, but its wind-filled sails were facing the opposite direction. According to the laws of physics, it should be sailing away from the island. Besides, there was no wind. So how is it possible that the ship was getting closer to the shore? The ship was equipped with a motor. Richard is walking through the forest barefoot because some monkeys have stolen his shoes. He's cold and hungry. Fortunately, he spots a hut. Smoke is coming out of the chimney, and light is shining through the windows. Three paths lead to the house. The first is covered with red-hot coals, and there are loads of rusty nails on the second one. And the third path is littered with broken glass. Yikes! Which way should Richard choose? It's cold, so Richard can wait until the coals cool down. And while he's waiting, he can warm up next to them. Toby has been wandering through the desert for several hours. The sun's burning his neck. There's nothing but hot sand around. He's run out of all the water he had. Toby gets weaker and weaker, and finally, he falls down. At this moment, he sees two tiny ponds. Toby only has enough strength to get to one of them. Which of these ponds is a mirage, and which is real?
The left pond is real. See the clouds above it? It rained there, and the rainwater formed the pond. At the edge of the forest, quite far from the village, there was an old house. Its owner found his TV broken in the morning. Someone had smashed the screen. The owner called everyone who had been in the house that night. A cook, a cleaning lady, and a lawyer. Who broke my TV? The man asked. I was cooking dinner. I didn't touch anything, the cook said. I was cleaning the basement, the cleaning lady answered. I was upstairs. I spent the whole night studying the documents, the lawyer replied. One of them is lying. Who is it? The lawyer. He said he was upstairs, but it's a one-story house. He couldn't be studying the documents on the roof all night. Tom has lost his car keys. He's searched every corner in every room, but hasn't found them. The guy goes to the farthest room, looks at the floor, and realizes the keys are hanging on the chandelier. How does Tom know that? The floor is reflective. An elderly philosophy teacher began an exam. His students were sitting in their seats, listening to him. Here's a task for you. Prove that everything that happens around me is real, and I'm not sleeping. Whoever writes the most convincing proof will get the highest points. The students had been writing for several hours, but almost no one got a good grade, except for one girl. She wrote an essay consisting of several words. What did she put on paper? You can't read this if you're asleep. By the way, you can use this tip while sleeping. It's almost impossible to read anything in a dream. Therefore, to find out whether you're asleep or not, look at your phone and try to read something. There was an old haunted house in town. Local people were afraid to go there. But one day, three girls and two boys decided to check that place out and record whatever was happening there. They approached the scary building, but one guy, Rob, refused to come in. He said he would wait for his friends outside. The rest of the group went into the house. Rob was nervous. After waiting for them for a few minutes, he was ready to call someone for help. But all four girls and one boy returned at this moment. Rob realized there were g -g -g ghosts in the house and ran away from there. How did he know that? Three girls and one boy were in the house, but five people came out. One girl was a spirit. Rob saw her and ran away. Michael is walking along the sidewalk, holding his hands behind his back. A car appears from around the corner behind him. At this moment, Michael is walking near a big puddle. The driver accelerates. He's going to splash the water all over Michael. But at the last moment, he suddenly slows down and drives around the puddle. Why didn't he drench Michael? Michael was carrying a brick behind his back. The driver was afraid that Michael would throw it at his car, so he didn't drive over the puddle. Mike wakes up in the back seat of a racing car. The engine is roaring, the wind is blowing in Mike's face. There's no one at the wheel, and a cliff is straight ahead. Michael's hands are tied. 
he jumps out of the car without hesitation and lands on the asphalt. Surprisingly, he doesn't get a single scratch. How is this possible? The car isn't moving, just its engine is running. Victoria approaches her house. The light bulb turns on automatically and lights her way to the door. Victoria inserts the key and goes inside. A couple of hours later, the doorbell rings. She looks through the peephole and sees a silhouette of a man wearing a hat. Victoria is afraid to open the door, but not because it's a stranger, but because it's not a human. Why does she think that? The light sensor didn't work, so there's no physical body outside. There's a huge airplane hangar on the edge of the desert. Pilot Tyler steps inside and notices a cat sleeping near the ceiling on one of the beams. Tyler decides to save it. There are no stairs and nothing else that can be used to get there. The only thing Tyler sees is a large puddle of water on the floor. So how did the cat get there? There was a pyramid of ice cubes. The cat climbed to the top of it and reached the ceiling. Then the ice melted and left the puddle. Margaret, Rachel, and Diana are walking down the street, sharing their plans for the weekend. The girls look rich, but only one of them has a lot of money. Who is it? It's Margaret. You can notice the key to a Ferrari in her bag. While leaving her house, Sandy takes her sunglasses out of her bag and accidentally breaks them. Now she needs to buy new ones. Sandy calls a taxi and arrives at the street with fashionable boutiques. The best glasses in the city, the sign on the first building claims. The best glasses in the world is written on the second boutique. The inscription on the third store is the coolest. Sandy heads there. What is written on the third store? The best glasses in this street. Johnny is going through his bills. $50 for electricity, $39 for water, $70 for a bag, $448 for a new phone, $52 for dinner at a restaurant, $589 for a computer. $637 for a room in an expensive hotel. He has received a $978 bonus at work, but he also needs to buy a new fridge for his mom, and it costs $798. John has to leave soon, but he wants to know how much money he'll need. How can he calculate it quickly? He should use the calculator app on his phone. The simplest answer is often the right one. Detective Anderson investigates the case of missing purebred puppies. He has a list of three suspects. He visits each of them. The first suspect is a young girl. She says she spent the previous day with her friends. And she's also allergic to dogs. The second suspect is an elderly man. He says he hasn't left the house for the last few days. The third one is a famous video blogger. She says she was making YouTube videos all day. Which of them is lying? 
The first girl. She says she's allergic to dogs, but there's a bowl and some dog food in her kitchen. Peter works as a top manager at a huge insurance company. Today, his boss ordered him to fire three employees. Peter doesn't want to get rid of someone just like that, so he comes up with a test. He invites all three candidates for dismissal and asks them to write down why they should stay in the company. The first employee writes that he's helped the company earn $100,000. The second guy reports that he's found 10 new clients, increasing the company's profit by $200,000. Using some illegal schemes, the third employee has earned $300,000 over the past quarter. Who should Peter fire and who should he keep? Actually, he got the order to fire three people, remember? The test was pointless. Jennifer is doing an internship in a super-secret organization. She has the final exam today. She's been preparing for many days, reading books, studying ancient languages and astronomy, researching legends and folklore of different countries. To complete the exam, she needs to find a monster among people. Jennifer is sitting in an empty room. An instructor enters. He opens the door and asks five people to come in. They stand in front of Jennifer and glare at her. Who is not a human here? Look at this guy. He has two identical left hands. This girl is floating above the floor. And the instructor? He has a closed eye on his palm, see? Kevin comes to a Halloween party. All people here wear zombie outfits. Kevin notices that some of them behave weirdly. That must be because they're real zombies. Have you spotted any zombies? There are two real zombies here. The girl with a glass in her hand. There's an eye floating in her drink, see? The guy over there has a smartwatch on his wrist. The screen shows his pulse rate. And it's zero. One perfume company hires new staff. First, they have to pass an interview and write an essay about their favorite perfume. When the candidates complete these tasks, the director asks them for one more thing. They must swear an oath of loyalty to the company if they want to get a job. Ten people are saying the words of the corporate oath simultaneously. But some of them are cheating. Help the directors figure out who these people are. This guy keeps his fingers crossed. And the man on the left is standing with his legs crossed. They won't be loyal to the company, so the director doesn't hire them. Two influential media moguls are having lunch at an expensive restaurant. They're discussing the merger of their companies. The transaction amount is several billion dollars. They're whispering since the terms of this deal are top secret, and they suspect that someone can hear them. And they're right. Some curious people are eavesdropping on the conversation between the two businessmen. Try to find them. The girl at the next table is reading a newspaper that is turned upside down. She's obvious trying to overhear what the billionaires are talking about. This guy over there is listening to music, but the headphone wire is not connected to anything. Another girl is sitting at the table in the corner with a cocktail. 
But instead of an umbrella, there's an antenna in her glass. She's recording the conversation. Where are my employees? A boss shouts. He's furious because three people haven't come to the office. He calls each of them to find out the reason. All three tell him they got ill. The boss doesn't believe them, so they have to arrive at the office. Mary is wearing a warm jacket, hat, and scarf. She sneezes, coughs, and looks sick. Lori is walking on crutches. Her leg is in a cast. Sometime later, Michael appears. He's got a hand injury, and now he can't type. The boss is sure that one of them is faking. Who is it? Mike's left arm is broken, but his phone is in his left pocket. He must have used his broken arm to put it there, which means he's pretending. Apparently, he just didn't want to come to work. Jerry's walking through the woods. He's cold, hungry, and lost. The guy takes a few steps and stops because he hears something. He goes toward the source of the sound and finds a large clearing. There are three houses. Which one should Jerry enter? The house on the left is closed from the outside. There's a lock on the door, see? The house on the right seems safe. But look at these footprints leading to the door. These are wolf paw prints. Jerry should choose the house in the middle. A wanderer has been walking through the desert for several hours. He doesn't have any water left, and he's losing strength. He climbs a low hill and sees three lakes. They're far from one another, and only one of them is real. Help the wanderer distinguish the reality from a mirage. There are palm trees near all the lakes, but only one of them reflects the trees. It means that the lake on the right is real. You're walking along the beach. Suddenly, you hear a scream. A woman is calling for help. She's drowning. You run into the water and swim towards her. As soon as you approach her, you see three more people. They're all screaming, but only one of them needs help. The rest are people who want to take you to their kingdom. How can you find out which one is human? Dive under the water to see who has a fishtail. Richard likes abandoned buildings and old castles. Today, he's going to check a huge house that belonged to a vampire a long time ago. Well, that's what the legends say. Richard certainly doesn't believe this. He takes his camera and sets off. It's dark and cold inside the house. Crackling sounds are coming from the corridor. Richard shines a flashlight and sees three vampires. Richard starts running away, but then he stops and returns. It seems these vampires are fake. How did the guy understand this? There's a mirror on the ceiling above the first vampire, and he gets reflected there. The second vampire has no fangs. And the third one, uh uh-oh, he seems to be real. Run! There's a secret helicopter hangar hidden among trees at the edge of the forest. A squirrel got stuck on the ceiling between the beams. Johnny, the woodcutter, comes inside and notices the poor animal. He's going to rescue it, but he doesn't know how to get there. There are no stairs or anything that can be used to climb so high. Help him save the squirrel. There's an open vent on the ceiling. 
Johnny can get to the squirrel through the roof, but how? The hangar is located among the trees. Johnny can climb a tree and jump on the roof. The premiere of some fantastic movie about graffiti culture was held at one local cinema. Some of the viewers liked it so much that they painted the wall of the building. The police caught three suspects. But who's guilty? Look at this girl with blue hair. She has paint on her fingers. Leo, Brad, and Chris walk in the park and tell each other how they spent the weekend. All the guys look rich and successful, but in fact, only one of them is wealthy. Look at them carefully and try to guess who. It's Brad. See the advertising banner of a new action movie hanging on a skyscraper in the distance? Brad's face is on it. Linda comes out of the library. She doesn't notice the curb ahead, stumbles over it, and breaks the heel of her shoe. She calls a taxi and goes to the city center. There's a street with many fashionable boutiques. Linda doesn't know which store to go to. The best shoes in town, the sign on the first building says. The best shoes in the country is written on the second boutique. The best shoes on the continent, the sign on a fashion house lights up. The best shoes on the planet is written on the next one. Linda moves on. The best shoes in the solar system. The best shoes in the galaxy. The best shoes in the universe. Then, she notices a small shop at the end of the street. Linda chooses that one without hesitation. What was written there? The best shoes on this street. Roy is sitting in the classroom, listening to two teachers. They're saying essential mathematical formulas to prepare students for upcoming exams. Roy is writing down their words, but he doesn't keep up with the teachers. His hand hurts more and more. The notebook is running out of pages. The teacher's speech is accelerating. They're saying a lot of new information. Ah! How can Roy remember all of this? Help him! He needs to use the voice recorder on his phone. The plane takes off from the airport. A flight attendant walks through the cabin and sees two passengers arguing. The crew member asks what happened. Jay says that Courtney took his place. Courtney claims that this is her seat. They showed their tickets to the flight attendant. She tells them that the program couldn't sell two identical seats. She takes their boarding passes and immediately understands what the mistake is. Look at the tickets and tell who's right here. Seat 14F is written on both documents. Jay's takeoff time is 2.57 a.m. Courtney's is 2.57 p.m. It was sunny when the plane took off. Also, the sun is shining outside the window, so Jay's got on the wrong flight. Alexis runs at the stadium every day, preparing for an athletics championship. And it starts today. Alexis warms up and notices a skinny guy among other runners. His legs look weak and thin. Is he gonna run, Alexis wonders? All participants get up to the starting position. Three, two, 
One, go! Alexis is running as fast as she can. She's in the lead, and that guy runs much faster and doesn't look tired. He wins. But how did he do it? Alexis realizes he's not a real athlete. He's not even a human. But how did she know that? The guy doesn't sweat, he doesn't blink, and he has two left hands. It's raining. Mike tries to walk fast so as not to freeze. His three goats are following him. He comes out to the river and notices a raft on the shore, but it can only withstand one goat and one human at a time. A tiger is sitting on the other side of the river. Mike can't sail with one goat and leave it with the tiger. What should he do to cross the river? There's no need to cross the river this way. Look, there's a bridge far ahead. There's a house right in the middle of the hottest desert. There is no water, trees, or villages around. Four people live inside the building. The owner and his friends. An archaeologist, an oil worker, and a surveyor. The owner comes to the backyard and sees an empty jug. Who's drunk all the water? We don't have any supplies anymore. He screams loudly. All the friends are in shock too. Those who did that should go to the desert and get some water, he says. I was excavating in front of the house. I didn't touch the jug, the archaeologist replies. I extracted oil under the house. I didn't touch the water, the oil worker says. I was wandering through the desert in search of an underground river or lake, but I haven't found anything. There's no point in sending us there. You know, I think you've drunk it, the surveyor answers. What do you think? Who's guilty? Nobody. The jug was outside. The hot sand and the scorching sun dried it up. A famous courier service hires new staff. To get the job, candidates need to take a package and run a marathon in three hours. They easily cope with this task. Then, the boss asks them to swim the distance of the Olympic pool. One of the candidates stops halfway through the distance to take a breath. He drops out of the race. It leaves us with three participants. Now they have to pass a test in nuclear physics. Only two candidates make no mistakes. The third guy fails. And the last task is to conquer Everest. And here they are, climbing to the top. Remind me, what salary do they offer? One of them asks. $20 per hour, the second candidate answers. Finally, they get to the peak and meet the boss there. He looks at them and says, You both have made it so far, but I'll hire only one of you. Who will get this job? The first candidate. He's still carrying the package he got before the marathon. Two powerful film producers are having a breakfast in an expensive restaurant. They discuss the budget for a sequel to a very successful movie that got $500 million at the box office. They speak very quietly since they mention important details of the script. They suspect that someone might overhear them. The producers are right. Some curious people are indeed eavesdropping on their conversation. Find them. There's a guy at the table holding a magazine upside down. Obviously, he isn't reading it. He must be listening to the producers. 
That girl over there is a journalist. There's a camera lens sticking out of her backpack. See? She will post a video and fans will be able to read the producer's lips. That man is eating a salad, but you can notice a microphone hidden in his long hair. Three people are standing in front of an ice cream cart. The first guy is taking a cone from the cellar. The guy behind him is nervous. His hands are in his pockets. The third guy is looking at something through binoculars. Which of them is a police officer? Look at the first guy. He's got a police radio in his pocket. Where's my money? The owner of a diner screams. It's 30 minutes till the end of the working day, but there's no money in the cash register. Three employees have been working today, but they swear they haven't touched the money. They say there have been no clients in the diner. The boss doesn't believe them. He studies the employees, trying to figure out who's the thief. Linda is wearing a pair of sunglasses, jeans, and a stylish t-shirt. She also has an expensive phone. Michael is dressed in costly designer clothes. Sarah is wearing a regular jacket and a long skirt. Who do you think has stolen the money? They're all telling the truth. Look at the sign on the door. Open, it says. This means people passing by the diner see the closed sign. The employees forget to turn it over, and that's why there have been no clients. Michael is walking down a long road. He's sweaty, hungry, and thirsty. There are no cars around, and his phone isn't working. Michael takes a few more steps and sits down on the road. He can't walk anymore. At this moment, he hears a vehicle approaching. A big bus appears on the road. It stops by Michael. Its doors open, but Michael doesn't get inside. He notices a car and a motorbike approaching. They stop by him too. All the drivers offer to give Michael a ride. What should he choose? The bus seems normal, but one of its tires is flat. The trip won't last long. Look at the biker. His face is hidden by a helmet, but he has hooves instead of feet. Mike chooses the car. One video blogger has been walking across a desert for several hours. The guy has no water left and he's losing strength, but his camera battery is fully charged. He climbs a small hill and sees three lakes, but not all of them are real. Help the blogger to identify illusions. He has a video camera. He should film the lakes. Mirages can't be recorded. A biker is traveling along a country road when he hears a scream. A woman is calling for help. She seems to be in the forest. The biker drives in her direction and sees three girls among trees. They're all begging to save them from a vampire. But which of you is the vampire? The man asks. It's her! The girl screams and points at one another. How can the biker find out who is human? There are two side mirrors on the motorcycle. The biker needs to turn the handlebars to check which girl has a reflection. Martin likes visiting abandoned factories and other buildings. Today, he's going to check a huge deserted shopping mall located on a remote island. According to some legends, the Minotaur lives inside the building. 
The creature looks like a human with a bull's head. Of course, Martin doesn't believe that. He takes a flashlight, a warm blanket, and a night vision camera. It's dark and cold inside. Martin hears a strange noise coming from the corridor. He shines a flashlight and sees the Minotaur. The monster looks angry. It aims its horns at Martin. What should the guy do? Faster! The bull is about to attack! Remember that blanket that Martin took with him? The guy should throw it at the monster's muzzle to confuse the creature and escape. Michelle is in front of a locked door. An axe, a hammer, and a drill, and several other tools lie nearby. The girl tries to break down the door with the axe, but the door is metallic. Then, she tries to knock the door out with the hammer, and again, no result. Don't try to force it open. There's an easier way, a creepy voice says. Michelle tries to open the door by turning the handle, but it doesn't work either. What else can she do? Michelle should knock on the door. Guys arrived at the local hospital to film an interview with a famous professor, Dr. Thompson. But first, he had to help four people. Kyle complained, I'm misophonic. I wash my hands a hundred times a day. Kelly explained, I'm afraid of heights. I can't even ride a bike. Fred complained, I have a strong fear of water. I can't even look at a faucet. And Jenny claimed that she had claustrophobia. She always fainted in elevators. Dr. Thompson knew for sure that only one of these people told the truth. Can you tell who? Fred can't be afraid of water. He has an aquarium with fish in his house. Jenny lives in a tiny van, so she can't have claustrophobia. And Kyle's apartment is too messy for someone who has a fear of dirt and germs. So it's Kelly. She sleeps on the floor, which is normal for someone with an abnormal fear of heights. Next stop, creepy caves. Zach and Peter went to see ancient ruins in the middle of the woods. Many people had disappeared there. The guys heard weird screams coming from the cave, ran toward the sound, and got lost. Suddenly, they saw three tunnels. The first tunnel was filled with fire. A hungry vampire was waiting in the second tunnel. And the third tunnel was filled with poisonous apples. Which way should they choose? The third tunnel is safe. The guys don't have to eat those apples. After their epic adventure in the cave, Zach and Peter went to the supermarket to buy some groceries. I'm guessing the apples made them hungry. Can you see a ghost in this room? Here it is! Peter and Zach found out that people had seen some zombies in this abandoned town. So they decided to make a stop there and check for themselves. The town looked empty. The guys were very disappointed. But suddenly, a crowd of hungry zombies popped out of nowhere and started chasing them. The guys ran into a hospital and locked the door. Zombies began breaking the door down. Luckily, a helicopter with a rescue team arrived quickly. It was going to land on the roof. Zack and Peter needed to get there as soon as possible. Help them find the shortest way. Here's the way. 
After saving the guys, the rescue team invited Peter and Zack to go skydiving together. They agreed and put on parachutes. They took this picture inside the plane right before the jump. Can you tell which of these people is in danger? This man over here, he's wearing a regular backpack instead of a parachute. The guys made a stop on the shore of a famous mysterious lake. They went fishing. Suddenly, a mermaid jumped out of the water and dragged Zack into the lake. Peter jumped into the water to rescue his friend. Finally, he found Zack wrapped in seaweed on the rocks in the middle of the lake. Three mermaids had gathered around Zack and were singing their songs. When they noticed Peter, they said, We'll set your friend free if you guess which one of us is not a real mermaid. Can you help the guy? Mm, This lady over there. Her tail isn't real. Sometime later, Peter's aunt, Sarah, called them. She was very upset. She found out that she had left her diamond ring in the guy's trailer. Hmm. Peter found the ring and said, No worries, we're going to send it back to you. But there was a problem. If he sent it by post without locking the box, the ring would be stolen. Both Peter and Sarah had some locks, but neither of them had the key that would open the lock of the other. Still, they managed to make it work, and Sarah got her ring back. How did they do it? Peter locked the box with the ring and sent it to Sarah. When Sarah received the box, she added her lock and sent it back. Peter received the box and removed his lock. Then he sent the box back to Sarah. She opened the lock with her key and got the ring. Man, these folks lead complicated lives, don't you think? That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.